Life can be stressful, even under normal circumstances. 2020 has challenged even the most difficult times of life. You need stress relief that goes beyond quick fixes. That's Headspace. Headspace is one of the only meditation apps advancing the field of mindfulness and meditation through clinically validated research and can reduce stress, improve sleep, boost focus, and increase your overall sense of well-being. Go to headspace.com slash C-suite for a free one-month trial. Headspace.com slash C-suite. This is the Rich Dad Radio Show, the good news and bad news about money. Here's Robert Kiyosaki. Hello, 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 Robert Kiyosaki, the Rich Dad Radio Show, the good news and bad news about money. And as we say, we broadcast from beautiful Scottsdale, Arizona, where it's either heaven or hell, and it's really right now perfectly heaven. It's fantastic. But anyway, we have a fantastic program to, for you today. My co-author and I came up with this book here called Who Stole My Pension? It's one of the most dis disturbing and gut-wrenching books you can read, especially for the old guys like me who are baby boomers. You know, they worked all their lives, and they're going to find out that somebody walked off with their pensions. So it's going to be a very important book, and if you think there's an economic crisis coming up, it's really the pension crisis because ever since around 2008, when they started dropping interest rates, pensions have not performed. And so we have this massive, massive shortfall, plus we have toxic assets, you know, fake assets being pumped into them by Wall Street. And then there's looting and incompetence. So other than that, so happy, there's a, no happy ending to this story. <laughs> so we have two guests today. We have, of course, the, my co-author here, great guy, Edward Ted Sedell. He's a former United States Securities Exchange Commission attorney. And he is the expert on pension looting. He's helped himself many times. No, he's, he's the biggest whistleblower going because he knows how they steal. So that's why this book is important for any of you who want to know, should you get out of your pension now before it's all gone? Any comments, Kim? Well, here's what I'm learning, and thanks to Ted for this, is that the pensions touch every single segment of the business world. You know, there's not, it doesn't seem to be any one segment that's protected. And our other guest is Pete Antico. Did I pronounce that correctly? Antico, Antico, yeah. Pete Antico. He's an actor, stuntman, and macroeconomic scholar, and he's the Hollywood guy and, and talking about Hollywood pensions and what's happening there. So it's going to be a fascinating show, and I'm always, always ears wide open, Ted, because you always are a wealth of information. So welcome both to the show. And the reason Pete's in interesting here because, you know, you don't feel too much sorrow when the teamsters lose all their, the truck drivers lose their pensions. But when the, the sexy and the rich in Hollywood lose their money, that's more exciting. We're not going to name names, but we're going to find out that a lot of these, the beautiful people of Hollywood and the music industry, how much trouble they're in right now. Welcome to the program, Ted and Pete. Pete. Hey, thank you. Thank you for being here. King on the Hollywood uh, pensions are are very interesting because most people in, in the world or in the, in, I should say in, in the world or in the United States believe that if you're in Hollywood or you're an actor, you automatically make millions of dollars. And, you know, our union has about 160,000 members. Half of those, uh, about close to half of those members make zero. They make no money. Uh, you're, I, mean, I call it vanity card holders. They get a, they, they get into the union or tap hardly and they, they never work. The people that actually earn their living, maybe there's 80,000, maybe closer to 70, 70 to 80,000 people actually make money. 
when I think out of that, only, only maybe 15% to 20% actually earn a living solely from being an actor or a stuntman or, or from working on contracts. You know, so the pensions have been around, you know, uh, for a long time to protect the actors and they actually went on strike that time in the 60s to, to actually, you know, gain a pension from the AMPTP, which is the, which is the, the, the producers, our employers. Lately, it's been interesting because we have a, a multi-employer uh, benefit plan. It's, it's not like a defined benefit plan, which you both know uh, extremely well. So, you know, it's, it's, it's interesting that in the biggest bull market in the history of, uh, of the country, you know, even from the Great Recession from 2009 to 2020, the beginning, um, when the market, the stock market was up about 300%. And yet our pension plans, funding ratios went down 1, 1.5 to 2% a year. Uh, and, uh, all but 219, it was only half percent what we went down in that. I remember when they came in and said, oh, we, we have the um, Pension Protection Act. It allows you to smooth your liabilities out over, over 10 years because the pension was considered, uh, you know, in the yellow zone or starting to be underfunded under 80 percent. And uh, when it went down to 76 and a quarter, which it is now, they said automatically it's in the green zone. And I said, well, how is that? With a stroke of a pen with a law? You're trying to tell me that that magically gave you more money or, you know, to, to fund your plan with a stroke of a pen because you allow people to call yourself in the green zone with no extra finance to back it up. So these these things that they tell people are a bit fraudulent and duplicitous in my humble opinion. I'd love to know your opinion on it. So anyway, uh, Ted, you know, it's really been great working with this book. This book came out in January 2020. And all hell broke loose. <laughs> but could you give a little bit about your background and how you became a whistleblower, you know, so that you're not in any financial trouble? <laughs> That's good. Anyway, what, what's your background? Well, my background, Robert, is I was an attorney with the Securities and Exchange Commission in Washington, where I uh, focused straight out of law school on regulating the money management industry, the, the, the investment management industry. And particularly looking at pension, how pensions and retirement plans are managed by Wall Street. And so I did over a trillion dollars in forensic investigations of retirement plans um, and for some of the largest pensions in the country, the state of Rhode Island, the state of North Carolina and New York State Teamsters. And what I found in my forensic investigations was that Wall Street, no surprise, was looting state, was looting pension plans and in so doing was looting workers really of, of their retirement security. So I started reporting some of these things to the government, to the SEC, giving them my investigations. And then uh, in 2007, 2017, I was awarded the largest whistleblower award from the commodities regulators, the CFTC, which was $30 million. And then uh, the following year uh, was awarded the largest SEC award, uh, which was $48 million for things I had discovered in my investigations. So right now, I'm going to get back into what, what you found out, but is one of the reasons you're talking to Pete Antico, are you looking into 
Screen Actors, the SAG Screen Actors Guild, and what's going on in Hollywood's pensions? Is that what you're doing? Well, I certainly am. And, and Pete, actually, I believe will tell you, the reason he contacted me is because he bought the book. All right. <laughs> Thank he you, Pete. The book and was uh, impressed with it. And uh, he's a big follower of yours, Robert, oh, even before guy. the book. Right, Pete? Yes. And so he, we started talking about pension issues. I mean, you know, we you know, the, the subtitle or the byline to Who Stole My Pension is, how can you stop the looting? So Pete and I think a lot of actors in Hollywood are aware that their pension is not uh, giving them the kind of retirement security they had hoped for or had been promised. They're seeing problems. They're seeing under performance of the investments, toxic investments, hedge funds, all kinds of private equity, crazy deals. And so that's what I think what drew him to the book and what, how, what caused him to contact me. And, and Pete, you're saying that you're, the SAG pensions are, Screen Actors Guild pensions are underfunded by 80%? No, I'm saying that the, the normal pension funding, according to the, the ERISA law, would be 80% and above would be in the green zone, the pension's oh, fine. Okay, thank and you. Normally, under eight, eight, 70 to 80% is in the, in the yellow zone, and under 70% would be critical. So uh, ours is at 76 and a quarter. Now, our union in... in, in I'd say, Pete, yours is at 76 and a quarter if you believe the numbers. <laughs> what, what, do you, what do you believe the numbers to be, Ted? I'm, I'm skeptical and from, you know, looking at the finance. Um, it's been embezzled several times. I would, what I'm talking about is the, the alternative investments, which are things other than stocks or bonds, are what are considered hard-to-value assets. That, that are extremely easy to inflate the value because nobody really knows what they're worth. So those are often inflated. And that's why I say, if you believe that a pension that has a lot of hard to value assets is as rich as it says it is, I wouldn't count on it. Uh, it probably isn't. Some of the asset, the hard to value assets are probably inflated. Well, but what Ted was, when I met Ted, was I working on this project a couple of years ago, is he was, you were saying that because the interest rates were going down, this called the inverted yield curve, you know, that, in, in, you know, they were, they were so at one time when I was in school, just coming out of school, it was like 15% interest. And then 81, the number, the bond yields went down. As the bond yields went down, these pensions couldn't guarantee or get the 7% return. And so the further they, and so in 2008, when they dropped interest rates even further, they couldn't get the returns to get the 7%. So they started going further out into a higher risk, more spooky, dubious, quote unquote, uh, assets. And so what Ted says is that the number one export of America are toxic assets. We ship them all over the world. That was the subprime crash and all this, but now the pensions are gonna crash because America, or i.e. Wall Street and the treasury has shipped toxic assets to pension plans and governments all over the world. Is that, is that correct, Ted? Yeah, America is, and has, you know, for decades, for over a century, been the premier financial innovator. That's what we do in this. We're, you know, a vibrant capitalist country, and our uh, laws and our financial system encourage innovation, and with innovation comes scandal, and creating toxic, opaque, 
hard to understand, hard to value assets. We create them in America. They're made in America. And then we ship them abroad. And now, as we wrote in the book, Japan is starting, just starting to load up on these uh, hedge funds, private equity funds, Australia is. So these are all toxic, uh, made in America investments that have failed American pensions over the last 10 years. So now it's time to ship them abroad. But wasn't that similar to what happened in the subprime market crash? Is that they were buying these CMBSs and CDS, credit default swaps and all this. Those were exotic uh, derivatives that Buffett called weapons of mass financial destruction. How about mortgage debt obligations? Yeah. And so they're still exporting them. Yep. And there's, you know, there's a lot of uh, so-called collateral behind mortgage-backed securities and other securitized assets. And there's a question, does the person who packaged these loans, these assets and sold them in the market, do they even own them? What we found in 08 was that in many cases, they didn't own the mortgages and that they packaged and sold, you know, and, you know. But tell me, you guys, tell me how they did this. So in 2008, they were mandating to have to bail out the toxic mortgage-backed securities. So they go to Congress, they vote on that, they, you know, uh, all of a sudden, the, uh, you know, Paulson, the ex-Goldman Sachs CEO that runs an end around and all of a sudden bails out AIG at 100 cents on the dollar. Why? Because they had $12.9 billion worth of credit default swaps with AIG. And if they go bankrupt, Goldman goes bankrupt. So, I mean, and everybody sits there and goes, that's okay. And I wanted to know how Paulson could run an end around if Congress voted on it. That's the legislative, not the only branch that is able to coin money, is the legislative branch, is the Congress. So how did Paulson run an end around? Seems like a bit of an inside game. Yeah, a lot of this stuff seems, you know, like legit. He was CEO of Goldman and he was secretary of treasury. Yes. And the other thing what I thought was always interesting, you know, after talking to Ted, he called it TARP, Troubled Asset Recovery yeah. Plan. It was really toxic asset. Yeah. <laughs> it was to protect Goldman. Of course. I mean, Richard, Richard Russell used to say we, that we exported inflation to the other companies. We give our inflated dollars because you were the world's reserve currency. So American princes inflated dollars. They give them to China, but China is very smart. What they do is they take the money, they're buying all the intrinsic value, all the gold and silver mines and, uh, and, and commodities in Africa. So they're buying it up with our dollars. So they have infrastructure, which is actually quite smart. Well, they have, they have Joe Biden and Hillary Clinton as partners. I mean, it's easier to do if you have those kinds of partners, right? Right, Ted? <laughs> so, so, so getting back to Hollywood, what, what's happening in Hollywood? What's happening, Ted? Well, yeah, I mean, they, they stop everyone from working, uh, obviously. So then no one has worked for, you know, six months. They just, they're just getting back to working the last, you know, three weeks or, you know, really. So obviously, you know, things are hurting because people have to, make money to get contributions in your pension plan. And that's not happening. We make money on residuals. So, you know, our contracts importance, if you work on certain contracts, you get residual income. But, you know, respectfully, um, the evidence shows that our contracts have been negotiated and given away since 2011. And uh, our negotiators, in my opinion, should be fired. So, wait, wait. So, so Ted, have you, have you begun your investigation? 
Yeah, I've been working with Pete on some other things that we, we can't talk about. But one of the things that I that I think is would be really interesting if Pete would tell us, what is your average, uh, you know, stuntman or or Hollywood person get as a pension when they retire? What kind of a retirement income? Now, this is a, like a two prong uh, question. If you, you they have like if you do like I've been doing this 41 years. And, and I, if you believe it or not, I don't qualify for a, a full pension until I'm 65 years old, even though I've worked for 41 years. And if I was in New York and I worked as a policeman in a fire, I'd get two pensions, one at 20 years. Most our staff, for instance, they get a full pension after 20 years of service and, and they get double our pension. They, our, their pension caps are 215,000. Uh, performers caps are 96,000. And if you retire at 55, they take a third, you get a 30% hit for that, uh, less than that. So it's, it's pretty unconscionable that an employee can work 20 years and they also get the best consecutive five years of their earnings, which are normally their last five years. So, you know, there's things that are potential like pension spiking and getting raises the last five years. If I could take the, the best five years consecutive of my pension, I'd be getting well over $100,000 a year for my pension. And many of the people that I know that, that have been successful um, would get that. So it, it, it's a, in, in, two, in about 2003, 2004, there was something that they did, and I call it self-dealing. The, the staff, uh, the management side and the, and the, the actor side of our pension um, gave the staff uh, those much higher rates. When you when you say staff, Pete, what do you mean by staff? Sorry, the staff of SAG-AFTRA, the employees of SAG-AFTRA and the employees of the pension plan, they voted themselves up over double our pension. And then when, in 2008, when the financial crisis happened, our accrual rate in our pension was 3.5%. But they... They brought the actors and performers down to 2%, and they left the staff at 3.5%. Now, that's self-dealing all the way around. Our staff should have the same pension. Let's just net it out. The foxes that were guarding the hen house were taking all the eggs. So anyway, the, uh, when we come back, we'll be discussing more you know, about this pension crisis, because when this pension thing breaks, it, it'll be the biggest news. There's already rumblings of it. You know, there's always big rumblings of it. Like, for instance, California's CalPERS is a trillion dollars underwater. That's, I don't know how many thousands of California public servants are in trouble, but that's a lot of people. So this pension crisis, which way I wrote this book, Who Stole My Pension, was for you how to protect yourself from the looting that's been going on for years. We'll be right back. Hi, this is Kim. I like to ask people, why do you listen to the Rich Dad Podcast? The answer I often get is to make my life better, especially my financial life. Perfect. So in addition to my financial life, to make my life better, I've given more attention this year to the need for better and better health. Because what's the point of having a better financial life if you don't have the health to enjoy it? 
part of having a rich life is having rich health. So I've upped my health game. I work out regularly, eat healthier, see my naturopath weekly, and focus on improving my sleep. Because sleep is what allows your body to recharge, to heal, burn fat, and even solve problems. Did you know that dreams are often your subconscious's way of helping you figure out and solve your real life problems? I love that. Your subconscious is 80% of your mind's power, and I want to tap into that as much as possible. And there is something you can do today, right now, to help you get that healthy sleep that helps you dream. Just go to helixsleep.com slash richdad, take their two-minute sleep quiz. Why? Well, Helix makes the greatest mattresses, and they will match you to a customized mattress that will give you the best sleep of your life. And since you're a listener of the Rich Dad podcast, Helix is offering up to $200 off all mattress orders and two free pillows to all our listeners at helixsleep.com slash richdad. So better sleep, better health, and more problem-solving dreams in just two minutes. Helix doesn't just make the world's greatest mattresses, they make them to fit you like a glove. They determine how you sleep. They ask you about your body type to determine the perfect mattress. They ask all your sleep preferences and then voila, the perfect mattress is introduced to you. The mattress that took into account all your needs, desires, quirks, and style and formulated the perfect design just for you. And to make it even better, Helix gives you a 10-year warranty and you get to try it out for 100 nights risk-free. They'll even pick it up for you if you don't love it, but I bet you will. Go to helixsleep.com slash richdad. And don't forget to get your two free pillows and up to $200 off all mattress orders at helixsleep.com slash richdad. This may be the most important two minutes of your life. And don't just get your two free pillows and special Rich Dad deal on the world's greatest mattress. Get dreams that may change your life. And if you're dreaming big enough, and I always say to dream big, maybe change the world. Go to helixsleep.com slash richdad. Do you want to improve your confidence? When I was presented with the option to book a virtual style consultation or visit a showroom, I had to visit a showroom for the full experience. And I'll tell you what, it was worth it. Here's a little secret about me. I've never had a tailored suit and I was honestly a little bit nervous about the experience. Have you ever seen the sheer amount of options there are when building your perfect suit? That nervousness disappeared the second I arrived for my appointment with my consultant, Deshana. She was amazing and she made me feel instantly more comfortable. I was in awe with her knowledge and her professionalism. I can't imagine doing this on my own. I selected the Hale Sharkskin Blue Suit and then the customizations begin. Everything from lapels to vents to lining colors. I would have been lost without Deshana guiding me along the way. You can even get your new suit monogrammed to round out your personalization. When my suit arrived, I was so excited. I decided to put on a little show for my wife and my daughter. The suit made me feel incredibly confident. It felt like it was designed just for me, which it was. My wife and daughter were blown away. I wish I would have gotten a tailored suit earlier in life. I cannot encourage you enough. If you want to feel amazing and successful and in charge of your life, book a virtual appointment and shop online at Indochino.com. And right now you'll get $30 off any purchase of $399 or more when you enter the code RICHDAD at checkout. That's $30 off a purchase of $399 or more at Indochino.com, promo code RICHDAD. So for all that customization, for all that service, for that perfect fit and for that amazing feeling and self-confidence, I want you to get the experience that I got. I want to see your loved ones' faces light up when they see you. It is magic. 
So book a virtual appointment and shop online at Indochino.com. And right now, you'll get $30 off any purchase of $399 or more when you enter the code RICHDAD at checkout. That's $30 off a purchase of $399 or more at Indochino.com, promo code RICHDAD. Support for this podcast comes from CDW and Dell Technologies. At CDWG, we get that migrating your agency to a hyper-converged infrastructure is challenging. Like me switching to decaf. Gotta do it, don't wanna do it, but gotta do it. Whoa, slow down, friend. CDWG's experts can help simplify your transition from legacy to hyper-converged infrastructure with Dell EMC solutions that offer speed and agility. Do it, do it. Have you done it? Is it done yet? Why isn't it done yet? IT orchestration by CDWG. People who get it. Find out more at cdwg.com slash dellemc. Welcome back, Robert Kiyosaki, the Rich Dad Radio Show, the good news and bad news about money. And today we're talking about the biggest train wreck in world history coming down the road. It's called pensions. All over the world, pensions will be crashing. Anyway, so we have a very important show for you to listen to and what you can do to protect yourself. Anyway, you can listen to the Rich Dad Radio program anytime, anywhere on iTunes, Android, or on YouTube. And please leave us a review whenever you can. And also all of our podcasts are archived at richdadradio.com. We archive them because repetition is how we learn. So if you listen to this program again, even though you're not a Hollywood actor, you might find out why, you know, the Hollywood actors might be in bigger, bigger trouble than you are. And maybe most importantly, what you can do. And once you listen to this program once or twice, have your friends, family, especially business associates, listen to it because this pension train wreck will affect everybody. There is nobody going to escape this one. Because, you know, we were talking earlier about how 2008 came down. And, you know, Kim and I are into real estate, but the biggest real estate crash is coming because there's a thing called CMBS, is collateralized mortgage-backed securities, which are bigger than the subprime crash. And the CMBSs are funding all of these office buildings, shopping centers, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And many of the pensions are filled with CMBSs. There are financing structures that are supposed to be returning, but they're going broke also. Any comments, Kim? Yes, we've got two great guests today. One uh, familiar face is Ted Seidel. He's a former attorney at, with the United States Security and Exchange Commission and an expert on pension looting. And Robert, your co-author on Who Stole My Pension. And welcome to, great to have you back, Ted. And our other guest is Pete Antico. He's an actor, stuntman, macroeconomic scholar. And we're talking today about the pensions in Hollywood. Now, when I think of pensions in Hollywood, I think, oh, what? What's the big deal? You know, these actors, they make millions. Who, who, who's feeling sorry for them? Well, if I'm understanding it correctly, um, and we'll get into it, only about 15% of the actors actually make the big bucks. The other 85% do not. So it's a whole nother world, and we're going to get right back into it. Yeah. So, so Ted, what does SAG stand for, for people who may not know? Well, SAG is the uh, Screen Actors Guild, and Pete Antico, who we have here, is a, I believe, a current board member of SAG. And uh, so Pete can tell us a little about why is it that that uh, he contacted me because actors in Hollywood are are terribly concerned about their pensions, their pension benefits, and how the pension money is being invested. So. Pete, maybe you can tell us a little about SAG. And would you explain who makes up SAG as well, Pete? It was, it was 
the screen that was it's now SAG Africa because they uh, merged, which wasn't a good thing uh, financially. The Screen Actors Guild, you always used to see the happy face, sad face. Um, that was some performers, that was some, you know, some voiceover artists, actors, singers, dancers, and puppeteers, stunt people. Those people are in front of the camera or their work is in front of the camera. And, and that's 160,000, you say? Well, with the merger, it's a, it's, it's, since the merger, it's 160,000. And it's always duplicitous for them to say we're 160,000 members strong when they're lucky when 70 or, or, or 80,000 members don't make a dime. Make nothing. Make nothing. So, yeah. So, and the 15% that you spoke of before, out of the 15% that earn a living, the big money, you're only talking to maybe 3%. The people that make millions are, are, are a very, very, very small amount uh, of the group. So most of the people that do commercials and, or sorry, commercials is also part of uh, the Screen Actors Guild or now SAG Africa. Uh, those people are great people. They're like the rank and file salt of the earth. I love them. A lot of beautiful, creative people that just want to feed their families, get health care, like everybody else that, that works at a, a, a job anywhere. And, um, and uh, when you look at what our pensions invested in, I was always concerned. And since 2009, I've been writing letters to the president of the plan and telling him to put 10% of the market rate of our assets into physical gold. Because uh, gold, my, in my opinion, is protection against inflation and, and inflation. And I used to, uh, was a serious student of Dow theory. I used to love Richard Russell. Recipes Richard Russell was awesome. He was to tell, to, always used to say, well, um, he, he didn't like Keynesian economics. And, and he, he would always say, you, you can't cure the, the problem of overlending and overspending with more of the same. That's a definition of insanity. All it does is inflate currency. Pete, let me ask, let me ask you a question. Did uh, Hollywood shut down during COVID? Yes. So the, so all the salaries stopped also like everybody else? Stopped. Except for, except for a few radio people and voiceover people, dead. Ted, let's go, let's go macro. So now we're talking about sex, Screen Actors Guild. And when you and I were working on Who Stole My Pension, the book, I mean, how pervasive is this thing about Wall Street exporting toxic assets all over the world. How pervasive is that? And how desperate are they now to get some kind of return as interest rates keep going down? And is anybody's pension safe? <laughs> Great questions. But one of the one of the most uh, revealing news events in the world of pensions this week was in the New York Times, CalPERS, the largest pension in the United States. That's, Californ that's, that's California teachers. Public Employees Retirement System okay. is looking for a new chief investment officer. And mandatory requirement is that this guy or gal has to have experience with high risk assets because, says the job opening, the pension has got to concentrate on high risk assets to meet its pension obligation. So this is in the ad for a new and in the article in the New York Times this week. Does it help if he's Chinese or she's Chinese? <laughs> <laughs> well, actually, the former one who resigned, I believe, was Chinese. Yeah, and that's what I heard. Yeah, and there was an issue of his having some ties to uh, 
Chinese investments or what? So CalPERS got in trouble because they were putting all their, they're putting so much funds in these high risk assets. So their solution is to go more risky assets because they're going to, they're looking for that Hail Mary. Yeah. And need not apply if you don't have experience in high risk gambling. <laughs> that is crazy. Gamblers only. <laughs> you know, oh my goodness. Gamblers anonymous. This is gamblers only can apply. That's what they're looking to The old metaphors of the house of cards starts, you know, when the first card goes, the whole thing comes down. So from your years of experiencing with the SEC and things like this, how big, I mean, when this house of cards called pensions, you know, probably starting with CalPERS or something like that, or some another crash, how pervasive, how big is this house of cards? Well, it's big enough. Think of it this way, Robert. CalPERS is counting on the house of cards to bail them out. So you want to know how big it is? It is the solution to the perceived problem. So if it's not the solution, it is the demise, right? I mean, if this is the the solution that the best minds on Wall Street have cooked up for CalPERS and pensions around the world to save themselves, it's not going to work. It's going to be disastrous. They're going to be worse off after these toxic investments than they were before they ever met. Well, I think Hunter people. Biden's looking for a job. He'd be pretty good at this. <laughs> <laughs> he has connections. <laughs> so, so back to, and I know you guys are just delving into the Hollywood pension, but um, Ted, what, is there, is, is there hope for this pension? Is there hope for any pension? I guess is my question. Well, there was a day when pensions were very conservative invest investors, uh, you know, very conservative fixed income investments. And, and the, the risky investments were just the tail of the dog, you know, 5%, 10%. But nowadays the equation is flipped where they're 75, as much, you know, 50, 60% high risk assets, and then another 20% equities. And, and the, the safe stuff is just very, very minority position. So their pensions around the world are gambling like crazy. You know, the, the, the dangers are there. So Pete, as a, as a board member of SAG, what are you guys doing to make corrections? Well, our group, it was, it, it was called um, Membership First. Our group was, we voted up, well, we attempted to vote up raising the pension contribution caps that hadn't been raised in 38 years. So I recommended that if you want to file uh, follow the Fed's phony 2% a year inflation rate that doesn't, that doesn't factor in food or energy, I don't know how you run a rate of inflation without adding in food or energy, um, I, I figured, okay, let's use their rate. Let's use uh, 2% a year. So I figured we should ask for 76%. So I went in and then we, we made a motion. Uh, that I wanted to raise it up 100%. The other side, who's got more seats in the board, the opposition party, which controls the union, voted it down. Now, I stood up in front of all of them and said, how do you call yourselves? Union is the most important thing. The only reason to be in a union is pension and health and good wages and working conditions. If you destroy the pension and health, this union will implode. You'll just bust your own union. And um, it's so it's like the politics in the country, uh, Robert. It's like if you like chocolate and I like vanilla, they vote against you no matter if it's common sense or factual. You show them the numbers. And I told them all, your pension's in imminent danger if you don't protect it. 
and none of them voted up to protect their pension. That's why I believe they should all be removed. And they're, they're certainly not fulfilling a fiduciary duty to the membership because if the membership ever really knew the ins and outs, uh, because nobody pays attention. So, and, so Pete, is it a group of people that are investing the Hollywood pensions? Is it individuals? They have money managers. Do we don't do we money have managers. no say in it. It's the trustees on the on the on the, on the plan side. And uh, I wanted to ask you both. I know when the bond market tanks, you thought right right now zero percent or negative, you know, negative interest rate policy and zero interest rate policy. When the bonds are, are paying virtually nothing, and no one's going to buy zero coupon bonds at at, at, at par and valueless, uh, they're worthless. So who's going to buy them? Why? Are they continuing to invest in bonds? And why in 2008, if their pension went down 20 or 21 percent, and they said they were in the upper half part, why in 2020 did the pension not make a, a, an additional few hundred percent because the market went up? I mean, well, the other the other thing too is that who's going to buy the bonds are is the Fed and the Treasury. Sure. So they're, they're, they're desperately looking for anything to buy right now. So, I mean, that's, that's in October of 2020. But with that said, Ted, let this question. It's a question we've been asked many times. What happens to like federal employees, like people who work for the military or federal government? Do they have pensions or are they on the treasury's asset uh, financial statement? Well, they, they do have pen the military has a pension plan. We got into this on a, uh, talk radio show we did once for us. We had some questions about the military pensions. And uh, I did a little research and found that uh, David Stockman, remember uh, him? Uh, a good Ronald friend of Reagan, ours. Uh, what was he, finance director? Or? Yeah, under yeah. Reagan. See, he was the budget director under Reagan. Yeah. Interesting well, thing, you know why You know why he's a good guy? He has a, his degree is in theology from Harvard, so he has some heart and soul left. <laughs> yeah. Well, he, he dared to write a paper about the, uh, the structure and management of the military pension fund, and he almost got his head ripped off. For, and I don't think anybody has dared touch it. I wrote a brief article about it in Forbes, and people screamed that, that how dare I uh, even question military pensions. So there, there are military pensions. There are government pensions. They're, they're different, different structures. There, there's some that are like 401ks, and some are like traditional pensions. But but they are they are out there. Are they under the same umbrella where Wall Street is looting them as well, or is it just more the non non government, non federal government? Uh, less so in less so in the case of the of the federal government pensions. The looting is really happening uh, in corporate pensions and in uh, governmental pensions. But one one point Pete made just a minute ago, which is one of the things I found traveling around the country is that unions, which back in the old days, you know, were really focused on improving working conditions and, you know, pay and pay issues and things. One of the things that, that the unions have not done in this country over the last 20 years is really uh, grab onto the pension issue. They don't understand how pensions work. And most union members I know say to me, if my union's not out there watching over my pension, why am I paying dues? For what? I mean, they're not, we're not running sweatshops in America anymore. We're not worried about, you know, 
safety conditions so much these days. The real issue that worries most American workers is retirement security. So the final, so this is the final question because we're out of time. You know, you, you are the biggest whistleblower around. I'm sure you're, you've got armed guards all around you, but anyway, <laughs> what, what, how, how did you catch them with the pants down? What were they doing? Why would the CFS the Commodities Futures Exchange and the SEC or somebody, what, who paid and why did they pay? Well, the key issue in so many of these financial cases is the Wall Street firm, the investment firm claims they're doing what's best for you. And of course they're not. There's always a secret backdoor kickback scheme because these, these firms are in business first and foremost to make money for themselves. If they make you money, great. If the market's up 10% and they pay you 2% and pocket 8%, that's everybody's happy in their mind. But so the key issue in whistleblowing cases involving Wall Street usually is conflicts of interest or how these firms are secretly profiting at the expense of their clients, transferring your wealth to them. So who, who paid you then? I mean, who got caught with their pants down? Well, in the case I was involved with was JP Morgan, but they're, you know, they're all of the Wall Street firms pretty much follow the same business model. And you can see it in their financial results. When if, if Goldman Sachs stock is up because the company made a lot of money, where do you think that money came from? Investors, right? That's where it comes from. So it's it's that it's the business model of Wall Street it, in, in the long run. That is what gets them in trouble. And that's the whistleblower cases I've been rewarded on have, have been involving conflicts of interest and hidden payments, illegal payments, questions like that. Well, did, didn't uh, JP Morgan just pay a $1 billion fine for rigging the silver and gold COMEX market? Since 2008, since 2008 to 2016, that was the case. And no one went to jail, I wonder. Yeah. Well, nobody ever goes, the first thing is- What somebody said was, you know, I think, let's say it's JP Morgan, I could be a Morgan Stan, whatever they were, paying a billion dollars is like charging a donut shop for a donut. You know, they just produce more donuts. It doesn't affect them at all. They just, they don't, they make so much money. What the heck is one donut? And Ted, you were going to say nobody ever goes to jail, right? Nobody, nobody, three things. Nobody ever admits guilt. Nobody ever goes to jail and nobody ever pays all the money back. So those are three great reasons why crime always pays. Okay? <laughs> and, and, Anybody who tells you crime doesn't pay doesn't know what they're talking about. At least not on Wall Street. <laughs> And, and, and that's how Joe Biden became a billionaire and the Clintons become billionaires and all this. They did it the old fashioned way. <laughs> well, the Clintons went from zero, I, I believe to, weren't they near broke at the time they left office? And then what, hundred million now? I don't know what their net worth is today. Well, I've, you know, Biden's been in office at 40 something years and they, they say, yes, me, he's at a billion now, but that's, that's just hearsay. So I'm just, but I wouldn't be surprised. And like Obama has three houses over $10 million each. And I've seen one of his houses in Hawaii. You know, it's bigger than my house. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> you got a hundred million dollar deal with Netflix. There you go. Yeah. $100 million producing deal with Netflix. Yeah. Anyway, you guys, it's an exciting time. That's why I suggest people get this book, Who Stole My Pension? How to Stop the Looting. Because as we speak right now, your pocket's being picked. So I want to thank Ted Siddell, my co-author of Who Stole My Pension, and Pete Antico. You know, keep up the good keep work. Fighting, keep fighting. Yeah, keep fighting, Pete. So thanks, you guys. 
I'd like to say everybody buy buy that book. Everybody in the Screen Actors Guild, after buy this book. The book will inform you. It will protect you. Please buy the book. Educate yourself. It's the best way to protect yourself. Thank, Thank you, Pete. You, we Pete. appreciate it. That's Thank why you. we did it. Thank you, Ted. Thank you. So when we come back for the final word with Kim and myself and Sarah, we'll be right back. Welcome back, Robert Kiyosaki, the Rich Dad Radio Show, the good news and bad news about your pensions, if you have one. And you can listen to the Rich Dad Radio Program anytime, anywhere on iTunes, Android, or YouTube. Please leave a comment. And all of our programs are archived at richdadradio.com because we don't sell anything except a few books. Go to Rich Dad Radio, listen to this program again, and your intelligence will go up because we need more intelligence today, more awareness. And then you can talk to your friends, family, and business associates, listen to this program, and you may come up with things you can do because, mark my words, pensions are going to be the biggest train wreck in world history because we have the biggest number of baby boomers. we got nada, nothing. So that's why, and as we talked about in the program, people stole it. Any comments, Kim? Well, that's what, and that's what Ted Seidel was saying when he gets these big cases. It's conflicts of interest and illegal behind-the-scenes deals that are going on, and that's what's causing all this. But I, I just, you know, you go back to the to what we talked about earlier about Wall Street, and Wall Street sees this low-hanging fruit. These pensions were being run responsibly. They were being run well. They were well-funded. And then Wall Street just comes and say, oh, my gosh, look, we got all this low-hanging fruit, and these people don't know what they're doing, and we're just going to take all their money. So basically, Wall Street just screwed millions and millions of people out of their pensions. All over the world. Because what Ted was telling me when I first met him, he's a great guy. He's one of these, he's, he's a fitness nut, man. That guy is always working out. He's in great health. But anyway, we traveled to New York to go do this book promotion. He introduced me to people who are very good people. And they're, they're kind of telling us what they see from the inside of how the pensions are being looted. So I learned more probably after the book was printed. And to meet these, you know, New York Times and Wall Street Journal journalists who are still legal, not, not corrupt, but they're like, holy mackerel, we have no idea how much they're stealing from us. And then he, and then he, and he talks about Kelpers, and, and Kelpers is looking for a new investment manager. And, 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 they, and they have to have experience with high-risk assets. You must, you must be either Chinese or— Oh, my gosh, because they, that's what got them in trouble was the high-risk, so now they're going for higher risk because maybe that will save them. But I think Hunter Biden is the best guy for them. Oh, gosh. Access. <laughs> anyway, I mean, both our, our fathers, I, yeah. my father my father had pension troubles. My yeah. father, my poor dad, lost his job because he's an honest man in politics, and he took on the government, and they crushed him. And they took his pension from him. Well, my dad actually had pensions, and that, yeah, that saved, saved him. him. That's what saved him, yeah. My dad um, didn't. Yeah, and so many of these people. And I feel like if we talk about Hollywood, you know, as, as Pete said, you know, a lot of these people only make, you know, twenty five to 30000 a year. That's all they're making. It's like they're counting on this pension, and it's not going to be there. I think it's a lesson that we're seeing across the board is if you don't pay attention and if you rely on others to tell you what's happening with your money— you are susceptible to be looted. I mean, we've seen it across UPS. We've seen it across all these industries. And if you blindly turn your money or trust over to these money managers or fund managers, you have no idea what's happening. Right. People don't know what's going on. Please get this book, Who Stole My Pension? Because it's going to be the biggest train wreck we've ever seen. So the more you know now, 
then you can take what we in the military call evasive action. You can do something, protect yourself from the biggest crash ever. Thank you for listening to the Rich Dad Radio Program. Thank you for listening. It's always it's always eye-opening. And thanks for Ted Sedell and Pete. And Tico. And Tico. Bye. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.